Good day, friends. Welcome to Our Power is Within. I'm your host, Chasmith, aka Just Chas, and I am on a mission to inspire people to take their power back and help them to realize that each and every one of us has a healer within our own self. When we can create an environment that supports healing and get out of our own way, we are truly capable of healing in mind, body, and soul. Will you continue to help me spread this message so that we can inspire even more people in this coming year? The several ways that you can help me support this podcast and spread the message of empowerment, healing, and possibility. You could take a moment and leave a five-star rating or a quick review on Apple Podcast. You could share your favorite episode on social media and tag me at Our Power Is Within, and you could share the podcast with a friend. So, this week's challenge is inspired by this week's episode. Because we did just recently do a laughter-specific challenge, um, I've decided that this week we're going to do a silly challenge. So, Whether that means you sing out loud, you dance, you laugh, or you play in some way, or all of the above is totally up to you. The goal is to just make a commitment to let that inner child come out and be silly and play in some way every day. Whether it's for one minute or longer, and hopefully it is for a little bit more than one minute. (laughs) I do hope you guys have fun with this. We all deserve to play. We all deserve to let that silly girl or that silly boy come out and be silly, play, and have fun. Make each day this week a day to explore what that looks like, what it feels like for you. Notice what comes up for you. Is this challenge easy? Is it hard? Do you feel out of sorts? Does it take you out of your comfort zone? Do you find it's easy to be silly around other people? Or do you find that you do it only when you're alone? No judgment, just notice. Our guest today is not only a laughter yoga master trainer, but he has an extensive background in mime as well as meditation, tai chi, and qigong. But what's really cool is he's so much more than all of that. Robert Revist is just a fun guy. I have had such a pleasure chatting with him, and he helps make it so easy to laugh. I can only imagine how wonderful of a facilitator he is for all of this fun stuff. Robert has experienced so much positive shifts in his life through laughter, and his passion to share it with the world shines through. He will share a lot with us today on his story, how he came to become a laughter yoga teacher, trainer, as well as many of the health benefits of laughing and different examples of how we can incorporate laughter and playfulness into our lives. I hope that you enjoy today's chat. All right, Robert, thank you so much for being here on the podcast with me and everyone listening. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, I've, uh, the, you know, the top, the topic of laughter definitely doesn't get old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's such a good reminder for all of us. I know, um, I know myself personally, like I, I definitely have periods of my life where I'm really much better at incorporating on, you know, an ongoing practice of laughter. And then I might notice periods of time where I'm like, wow, I really haven't laughed in a week and that's not great. (laughs) So it's a good reminder. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And Mm. I do it as a laughter practice, ideally every day and sometimes more than once a day. And there are days when I get up early and get out of the house and I haven't done my practice and I'm like, why is everything so hard? Why is everything, why am I bumping into things? Why am I struggling with things? Uh, It's amazing how it works. Wow. So you actually have like a daily practice and it sounds like you do it early in the morning. I do. The 
the theory there is that if you do it in the morning, you know, you're releasing the endorphins and serotonin, you're lowering the stress hormones, and you're getting yourself in a good space that you can carry with you throughout the day. Um, you can also use it after you've been through something, you know, been through something stressful, exhausting as a way to release it. But I find in the morning, uh, doing some of the, I have, I've created over 400 YouTube videos. Oh, wow. And I have people around the world laughing along with me, and I laugh along with them too while I'm feeding the dogs or emptying the dishwasher in the morning. I just have them playing in the background and I'm laughing and smiling and maybe even moving around dancing a little bit. Oh my gosh, I love this. Okay, I want to ask you more about all of this, but I think to start out, what we should do is have you share a little bit about who you are and what you actually do, because um, people are probably, you know, not even sure what laughter yoga is, and we'll get into explaining what that is too down down the road here. Um, I, I never like to assume my audience knows uh, something that we're talking about, but I will say I read online that you are what is called a laughter yoga master trainer and a mindfulness teacher on top of many other things. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> if you don't mind, I'll take you through the many things, the way they evolved. Yes. I would love to hear that. Because I actually, my, my professional career started off as a performer and I am still a performer. I've been a performer for 38 years. I started by studying mime. I trained in, in Paris, France with Marcel Marceau, as well as New York City. I trained in mime, dance, theater, improv, and have, you know, I've probably at my busiest, I was doing close to 200 performances a year. And then on my own, I was studying mindfulness meditation which led to Tai Chi and Qigong and um, yoga, and then eventually laughter yoga. And now I'm I'm a mix of all of these things in my presentations. They're, they are essentially breathing, moving, smiling, and laughing. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, all of those we know are all um, things that, you know, can help us with healing. They're all medicine. Breathing is medicine. Moving, smiling, laughing, it's all medicine. Correct. And it's, it's amazing how transformative they are, not only um, for your mood in the moment, but over the course of time, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. relieving stress, boosting your immunity. Um, stress is a major factor in a, in a lot of illnesses. And even if it's not the cause of some illnesses, it could make things much worse. Or your your reactions to life much more difficult or strained, or you looking through life through a struggle versus with a greater ease. And so right. for me, um, when I was younger, I, people actually called me a Superman because I was into bodybuilding and weightlifting and then into dance and mime and aerobics and I was training you know like eight hours a day and um, but then in my 30s you know I'm performing a lot um, the difficulties of my childhood started to creep in and I was having a lot of uh, difficulties it felt, felt to me like my body was falling apart and I had 
a number of stress-related illnesses. Um, and that's when I, I looked at meditation and I studied with a person who trained with Thich Nhat Hanh when he was in France. And I studied that style of mindfulness. And for a while, I was almost like a monk doing sitting meditation, standing meditation, walking meditation, eating meditation. And then later that expanded to the Tai Chi and then to the Qigong. And for many years I was doing this and no one really knew about it. On my website, it was all about performing. And then about 10 years ago, I heard about laughter yoga. And what happened was I was at a performing arts, um, well, there's a group of, of us that meet, that meet once a month, um, seven of us performers, and we get together, check in, how's life? How's, you know, anything you want to share? Okay, someone wants to show something and we'll critique it. And one of my friends said, hey, you know, I have a husband and wife friend of mine. They both get certified in something and they want to use us as guinea pigs. They want to come in and share a session of something called laughter yoga and we're all like yeah whatever bring them in so they came in for the hour we learned how to do the breathing the clapping the chanting the laughter exercises the relaxation and i loved it so much i felt like i had i felt like i had laughed with my cousins all day you know the best laughs of my life up until that point were with my cousins and we just laugh our heads off. I felt like I laughed with them. I felt like I saw a really good movie or a play or something that uplifted me. I went home and I looked online and I'm, I'm self-taught in many things. And I got every book and, and CD and DVD that I could get on laughter yoga. And I started practicing it with myself, with friends, with my audiences. And then I got certified in it to be a laughter yoga leader and then a laughter yoga teacher. And then eventually the most advanced training, laughter yoga master trainer. Wow. I didn't know there were so many levels. So what is the, what is the difference? Like what is a master trainer? How is that different from a leader? Well, I'll start with the leader. The leader is a two-day training, which I do these certification programs where you would come and learn about the history of laughter yoga, how laughter yoga is used in different places, schools, libraries, hospitals, senior centers, um, businesses, corporations, you name it. And you, you get certified in two days as a laughter yoga leader. Then after maybe a year, if you wanted to, of practice and of starting a laughter club, then you could take the five-day training, again, which I can teach is a five-day training where you become a laughter yoga teacher. Now the teachers can teach the two-day trainings, but the leaders can't. The leaders can run laughter clubs. They could run sessions and have seminars and do a public speaking on laughter yoga. They just can't certify anyone else. So then in the five-day, when you become the teachers, you can certify other people. And as a master trainer, which is the most advanced, I can certify the teachers, which then can go certify the leaders. Okay. Okay. Cause you, you're the one who actually guides the five day training. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. So many layers. Um, <laughs> okay. So at, I, this is like, a, I digress a little, but at, you mentioned 
that there was a point in your 30s where you actually started experiencing stress-related illnesses, a series of different illnesses. Mm -hmm. And then you started like really intense meditation, it sounds like, a variety of really immersing yourself in meditation, which led to the Qigong, Tai Chi, and then laughter yoga. At what point in this period of time did you start to notice relief from your physical um, illness? Uh, Well, some of them were were being helped. Um, like I had PTSD and let me see, really bad allergies where the doctor said, you'll be on these medicines forever. I was on antidepressants. Um, what else? I had, um, you know, stomach issues. And, and so I noticed, I noticed a relief with a lot of the modalities that I mentioned, but something about laughter yoga really kicked it in. Here's an example. Like with the PTSD, if I was walking down the street and a squirrel in a tree broke a branch, I'd look up and be like ready to fight, you know, have that fight or flight impulse. The mindfulness, the Tai Chi Qigong helped lessen that. But I was still, I'll have to admit, when I was in hotels, I'd have to move furniture in front of the door just to feel safe. Now, when I started doing laughter yoga and when I was taking the 5 day teacher training, I noticed I didn't have to move anything in front of, I didn't have to move large objects in front of the door. I still would have a little something so that the door opened, I would know it, but <laughs> it, it totally lessened. What I found with, um, with mindfulness, it helped my outlook, it helped my ability to respond to life instead of react impulsively. It helped me regulate my mood. Um, the Tai Chi and Qigong also helped with my energy and flow and sense of calm, peacefulness, and happiness. But where the laughter yoga came in is it really allowed me to get to the heart of things much quicker. Like I could transform my mood in with one minute of laughing very quickly. I could... Um, Here's an example from the performing arts. I used to, as a performer, drive to the gig, get in there, and pretty much almost like a machine, just want to see the space, how's it set up. And it was fear-based because I'm like, if the space isn't correct, then they're not going to like my performance and it'll reflect poorly on me. And, And then now I do, and so I'd be like, how come the lights are like this? How can you have the audience like that? It's got to be this way. Now, I do a little bit of laughter before I arrive, and I go in in a more joyful mood. I look people in the eye. I hear what they're saying. Before I know it, people are telling me their life story, things Mm -hmm. that they've just been through, how their kids are, this and that. And then I gently go, oh, are these the lights? Is that front row broken or does it work? No, it's broken. Okay. How about the audience? Do they have to be at this angle or can they be closer where they might see me better. No, they have to be this way. And then I usually say that I I go for the ideal. I really shoot for the maximum. What's the best way to view this? And then I flow with what is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And laughter yoga has helped me do that. Has helped me transform those encounters um, and actually see people. Because laughter, a big part of laughter yoga is making eye contact smiling and we have mirror neurons in our brain so when we see each other smiling and laughing 
it makes us want to smile and laugh even more. Yes, absolutely. And so in your experience, like, can somebody reap the benefits of like doing laughter yoga or just like choosing to laugh um, on their own? Or is it going to be way more prevalent when they do it in company with other people? Here again, I'll give you the, um, like the escalation, right? We'll start with, I can sit and laugh for 20 minutes at home alone. And I can get some really great benefits from doing that. It's a different, different practice. But I personally notice that if I laugh, the next level would be laughing with a video where you're engaged and you're actually doing what they're doing. Let's say they're, everyone in the video is smiling and waving at you and you smile and wave back and you laugh along with them. You pretend to do the handshake or maybe they're doing Tarzan laughter where you pretend to swing from side to side. (laughs) So actively physically engaging, seeing other people, even on Zoom or on um, video is the next level up. The level after that, the peak would be actually in the same room with like-minded people who are all totally with it and willing to laugh along with you. And even if it doesn't start off that way, sometimes people are like, are really really laughing? Are we really doing this? And their laughter is a little bit uh, like acting. They're like, ho, 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 ho. And my favorite moment is when it goes from that to real, like this, watch. You know, that transformation. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like when you're kind of making yourself fake laugh in a sense, or just, you know, making yourself just laugh or choosing to laugh and it's not really like authentic or genuine yet. And then all of a sudden you start realizing how silly you sound and then you start actually laughing at yourself and then you start cracking up <laughs> <laughs> like that progression. Yeah, exactly. And that's another good point is that we are social creatures When we hear each other laughing, you know, somebody did a study, must have been sociologists, they went around the world, why do humans laugh? Um, What makes us laugh, right? And for most of us, you would think humor, jokes, and comedy. I laugh at these funny movies, I laugh at this, I laugh when my friend does that. But they found that we laugh the most as humans when we hear each other laugh. And there are some people who have that that contagious laugh, right? It might be a goofy laugh. Or it might be just a <laughs> whatever the laugh is, it just triggers something in you. Then you you laugh at that laugh. Then your other friends laugh at you're laughing at that laugh. I mean, think about it. When you go, if you went to a funny movie, let's say it's a matinee, and there are only you or two other people, and it's a really funny movie, but because no one else is really laughing, you don't really laugh out loud. Mm. You you go back that night, there are 200 people in the theater, everyone's loving it, people are laughing their heads off, and your laughter will be so much more intense, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of like a, if you watch a comedy show at home on your couch by yourself, it might be funny and you might chuckle, but so different if you're in a live audience watching comedy. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I never really, yeah, and I know this, but I hadn't really been thinking about that lately. And so and so while there is definitely a benefit to laughing and making a choice to laugh on your own, if given the opportunity and if you have the choice and the chance to laugh with people, you're saying it would be more productive, more beneficial. Yeah, well, people can do an experiment. Um, I, I find that true for me, that I really feel, especially when it's an active one. I mean, I am a mime and a dancer, and I really like to move. And so I think I feel, I feel more endorphins released when I'm being playful as well as laughing along. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm seeing other people uh, do it. However, you know, I do a daily practice just on my own. <laughs> so I don't not do it just because it's not as effective. I, it, I think my endorphins and my, in my, my T cells are being affected by my, my private laughter. Okay. It's just that there's really something that ramps it up when you're with other people. Awesome. What is your private laughter practice? Well, I have a few. I mean, one is um, when I wake up in, in the morning, see, here's here it starts off with mindfulness, right? One of my mindfulness teachers taught me the phrase, waking up this morning, I smile. And so every morning I, I trained myself that when I first wake up, I silently say to myself, waking up this morning, I smile. And since my practice is that I I breathe, move, laugh, you know, smile and laugh, I say to myself, today I get to breathe, move, smile and laugh. And then I may think about something that I have that day. I'm like, I get to do the podcast today. All right. (laughs) Instead of saying, I have to do this, 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 just rephrasing it to I get to gets me excited about it, happy about it. And then I use the do pranayama or different breathing exercises. I start off with breathing. Some people who do laughter yoga start off right away with laughter yoga, but my body likes to warm up a little bit, meaning my system doesn't like, my stomach doesn't like my diaphragm to be bouncing up and down when I first wake up. It wants just slower, more mindful breathing. And, and, And my... My laughter practice lately is then, you know, I come downstairs and as I'm getting the dog's food, my food, emptying the dishes, um, doing other stuff to prepare the day, I have laughter videos playing in the background and I'm laughing along with them and moving along with them. And lately, a lot of my laughter videos do also include a little dance where we might go, oh, oh. Ha, ha, yeah, 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 ho, ho, ha, ha, dance with me now, ho, ho, ha, ha. So I go from breathing, moving, smiling, laughing, and then more like Tai Chi at the end. And that, that seems like a complete, complete system. And I may laugh in the car. I have laughter CDs in the car. I have, um... I, I keep it going as much as I can. How long or how many 
yeah, like accumulated in a general day, how many minutes do you think you like spend laughing? I haven't thought about that, but I do know that an ideal session, like when here's for your listeners and yourself, if you like, you can do the 40 day laughter challenge. You start with laughing at least 10 minutes a day. And it can be just laughing with yourself. It can be laughing on the radio. It can, you could call a friend. You could um, Zoom with a friend or uh, Skype if anyone does that anymore. And you can um, say, we're going to laugh together. And it can be just laughing with some breathing in between. Or it can be traditional laughter yoga exercises. Um, but 10 minutes a day for 40 days straight. And that'll create your laughter um, habit, a positive habit. And then if you want to bring that up to 15 minutes or 20 minutes, Dr. Gataria, the founder of Laughter Yoga, suggests 20 minutes a day. And so in the morning, I try to do that. Sometimes if I'm in a hurry, I may just get 10 and then do 10 in the car and then do more later. But I can't really answer your question about how many minutes I get in a day because it's different every day. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you pretty much also do often, even when you're doing your own practice, have videos or like you said, in your car, you're still playing CDs. So you're not just like sitting in your car in silence, like cracking up. Right. Which you can do. I mean, there is a way of, of practicing what's called authentic laughter, just really getting to the inner laughter within you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard about the other day I was thinking about joy, right? And I was thinking, people are talking about, well, this makes me happy. This makes me happy. Or I feel joy. And something happened. Maybe I saw a flower or something. And I, I thought, wow, that releases the joy in me. That The joy in me is already there. The laughter in me is already there. So I can just open to it. <laughs> People can try it now. We haven't really laughed yet. People are like, is this about laughter yoga or what? (laughs) So let's just, everyone, take a few breaths in and out, deep and slow. Ideally, in and out through the nose. Just breathe in through the nose. Let your breath go below the belly button. Breathe out through the nose. Let it lengthen out into the universe. Two more like that. And the last one, even deeper. And then turn the corners of your lips up. Let your cheeks go up, eyelids, eyebrows go up. Little tiny smile on the face. Then we'll start with light laughter and just let it flow. Ready? One, two, three, go. yoga we we actually do exercises that that can make it easier to laugh like sometimes in the beginning we do chanting clapping and chanting so we are we put our fingers palm to palm finger to finger and when we clap our hands our our whole hands are touched the whole palms are touching and we do it in a certain rhythm we go one two 
one, two, three. One, two, one, two, three. Last one, one, two, one, two, three. And then we do the first part with our hands at our heart. One, two, and then when we do the one, two, three, our hands reach up at a diagonal above, above our heads. One, two, three, so one, two, center side, one, two, three, center, one, two, side, one, two, three, one more, one, two, one, two, three, and we do it with the sounds of laughter. We go, ho, ho, ha, 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 ho, ho, ha, 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 ho, ho, ha, 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 last one, ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. And having done that chapping, uh, sorry, that clapping and chanting, let's see how our laughter feels now. Ready? One, two, three, go. behind this clapping yeah well the, the clapping can be ho ho ha 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 or very good very good yay and both of those are usually used in between laughter exercises let's say you're in a room with 30 people and you're doing a laughter exercise where you're doing lawnmower laughter and you're all kind of running around the room laughing pretending you're pushing the lawnmower then when the instructor wants you back, they'll go, ho, ho, ha, 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 or very good, very good, yay. So that's been the initial purpose of those. But okay. lately i found that the clapping and chanting do help warm up the muscles that allow you to laugh. Mm. Do you find, too, that just over the years you've gotten – because, I mean, laughter can – it can – be um how do I want to say this like have you ever had this moment where you're laughing and you're kind of exhausted like you get tired from laughing I wonder if as you laugh more and you train those muscles that you actually get stronger in that way right it's true it's just like a singer can sing more the more they practice yeah <clears throat> um I yeah definitely can laugh easier more readily freer and, and longer meaning um, you know there's a point where in a laughter session let's say there's a laughter yoga session that lasts an hour and the in laughter yoga leader teacher or master trainer will introduce themselves they'll introduce laughter yoga they'll, they'll let you know that it started in 1995 with Dr. Madan Kataria with five people in a local park in Mumbai, India, and it has since spread to 105 countries. And you'll learn a little bit more about the history and the um, benefits. And then the, the, the leader or teacher or master trainer will do some warm-up exercises where you do some movement and breathing. Then you'll learn the clapping. Then you'll do some laughter exercises that won't last any more than 20 minutes because Laughing that way for more than 20 minutes, your energy will drop. 
you know how everything is good to a point and then it isn't? Um, yes. Like you could even drink too much water. Um, it's good to a point. And so same with laughing. And so then after that 20 minutes, then you would do some, what's called um, like laughter dance, you know, the ho, ho, ha, ha, and the grounding where you center down. Then a little bit of what's called laughter meditation, where you just sit and let the laughter flow. And then laughter yoga sessions end with guided relaxation. If you've ever taken a yoga class, it's like yoga nidra, where you're able to relax your body and mind completely, which is an important part of laughter yoga, so that you feel the wholeness of the practice and not just the energizing aliveness, but you really feel the peace and calm. And I did a laughter yoga at an elementary school once with 300 students, and a young child came up to me and said, I feel like I ran a mile and took a nap. And I love that because he, he really got to the heart of it. You feel energized, yet very peaceful and relaxed. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. What do you say to somebody who's having a hard day and they just don't feel like laughing? They're like, I just don't feel like laughing. <laughs> well, even though I'm a laughter yoga master trainer and I don't feel like laughing, Sometimes I don't laugh if I don't feel like laughing, or I may do something else. But if it's my laughter practice, I guess I always give it a try, just like working out. Right There are times when I'm like, I'm too tired to go to the gym. But every single time I actually went to the gym, I never turned around and went, I'm just too tired. Every single time, once I did it, I felt like it. So there's a, there's a business practice where they've realized that many people have a hard time with inertia, getting going. So you may just say to yourself, I'm going to do this for 10 seconds. <laughs> you know, or I'm going to do this for 15 seconds or a minute or whatever. Set a very short time, but it's mostly the inertia. That's what I'm finding. Mm -hmm. I hope that was a helpful answer. Yeah, it is. And sometimes like maybe if it's just like it's like not that they're that they need the motivation in a sense, but you know, there's a lot of I mean, I'm a huge advocate for like feeling our real feelings, but I also believe we have this beautiful ability to choose to mm -hmm. rise out of them at the same time and create that balance. But what do you what do you suggest for people when it's really like like it's from like an emotional standpoint, they just don't feel like laughing. Do you feel like it's still really healthy for them to um, to try to integrate it in little bouts um, throughout their day to help them shift out of those, like maybe the heavier feelings? Well, in the same way that I, I agree with you, and most people think that I'm saying everyone should be happy all the time and laugh all the time, which I'm not. Um, I am a firm believer, as you are, in that everyone should feel their feelings and know what they're feeling and be in touch with what they're feeling and let the feelings kind of flow through instead of push them down, push them away, or block them. To experience your feelings to the degree that you can. I mean, if something is overwhelming you to the point where you can't handle it, then it is a good time to get out of that that feeling with either breathing, movement, you know, taking a walk, uh, distraction, noticing something different, um, 
Now, not everyone likes laughter yoga. People say to me, do your wife and daughters like laughter yoga? They don't. So my wife and daughters, even though here I am a master trainer in laughter yoga, have done it around the world, have helped thousands of people experience healthier, happier lives with laughter. My wife and daughters, it don't resonate with it. And that's totally fine. I think that's one of the reasons I have, I offer so many modalities. When someone books me to do a presentation, I say, my presentation is going to be like, I live in New England, it's going to be like the New England weather, which changes very quickly. So if there's something you don't like, hang in there, because we'll be on to the next thing. And so I flow between, you know, not only actual meditation, breathing exercises, which are different than meditation, some light movements, which are very similar to Tai Chi and Qigong, but you don't have to learn the choreography. Laughing, even mime, I'll, I'll bring mime and dance into to what I do. Um, so I'm interested in giving people a wide variety of tools. I'm certainly not saying that laughter is the only way. Right. So your wife and daughter, do they still like laugh throughout the day or like, do they ever laugh with you in the videos or they really just do their own thing? <laughs> oh, they love laughter as many people do, but they don't like laughter yoga per se. They okay. like what I do for people and they have enough people coming up to them, telling them the effect I've had on them, you know, in their lives. Mm -hmm. So they know the benefit of what I'm doing and that I'm really helping people but it's just not for them. Just like race car driving is not for me. Um, what else? Mm, jumping out of an airplane. I don't know. There are certain things that, that bring people a lot of joy. But it's not, you know, when I was becoming a public uh, speaker, I was listening to a CD on, you know, improving as a public speaker. And one of the things the gentleman said was, no one is loved by everyone. Think of the yeah. most famous people. Think of the most beloved people, and there are people who don't like them. You can think about people throughout history, whether it's um, Jesus or Buddha or any other spiritual teacher, whether it's Beethoven or Bach, there are people who can't stand it. Beatles, whatever, Rolling Stones, the pop music today, the most popular, there are people who can't stand it. And so that helped me when I first started as a performer, a lot of people, I was, I was feeling like as a performer, 80, 90, 100% of the people in the audience were with me. And when I first started bringing in laughter yoga, sometimes it was only 50%. And my ego took a hit, like, what? Only 50% of the people like it. Then I realized it's not for everyone. And then I had to bring more of me to it, more playfulness, more joy, more other options within a laughter session. I find like with teenagers at the end of a laughter session, they'll say, my favorite part was the guided relaxation. Mm. I didn't know how tired I was. I mean, how stressed I was until I finally relaxed. Yeah, I bet. I think that's for so many of us. Okay, so what do you say for somebody like your wife or your daughter who laughter yoga like the actual practice of laughter yoga doesn't really resonate for them specifically but they do still hear and are sold on the benefits of like increased laughter in their life at that point do you find it's beneficial then if they just want to like have impromptu uh 
laughter sessions just with themselves, like periodically throughout the day, a minute here, a few minutes there? Is there benefits to that? Oh, yeah, there there are benefits to it. The main benefit from laughter yoga is that you're doing sustained laughter and you really get the, the benefits of endorphin and serotonin released and boosting the immunity and things like that. So the ideal is having a laughter practice. However, laughing more in your life by any means possible, ideally positive, not by negative uh, um, abusive humor or something like that. Um, but for people, there was a study where they they had people watch like cop shows or violent shows or intense show programming. And then they had people watching comedies. And they noticed that the blood vessels constricted when people were watching like the cop shows or the more dramatic shows, right? Dramas. Mm-hmm. But when they're watching something funny, the blood vessels really or released, right? They were open more. Uh, There's physiological effects of the choices that we make in every day. So if you want more laughter and joy in your life, it's good to practice it, whether it is a traditional laughter yoga practice or just being with more friends that are are funny (laughs) or ones that that take life lightly can help you. Mm -hmm. Watching things that are funny, listening to things that are funny. Um, Building up your own sense of humor. Noticing, (laughs) you know, I I, I even studied comedy, which is totally different from laughter yoga, but I studied comedy and noticed how people set things up and how comedians look at the world. I mean, like George Carlin would say something like, what does a dog do on his day off? Can't play around. That's his job. You know, I mean, we may notice that the dog lays around, but it's kind of funny to say, you know, what's his job? He can't lay around. That's his job. Or, you know, why why at the end, why are there always two pieces left at the end of a loaf of bread? You know, the, the two ends or things that happen everyday life that are kind of funny. And just looking at them in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Or even through yeah. mindfulness. Like I, I gain tremendous amount of joy just by being aware of my breathing, by being aware of a flower that I didn't notice the day before. I'm backing up out of my driveway. I'm like, wow, cool. Or a bird singing. The more you tune in to what you love about the world, the more laughter, I think, and joy you will experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I cause so something that I do. <laughs> um, because I used to do like a, I used to join a group and did some laughter yoga via Zoom and I really much like I enjoyed it. However, I found myself um I feel like so many things have become virtual and online and requiring you to be on a technology that I found myself in some resistance to wanting to spend more time on the computer. So more I've been making choices to just do things like on my own without the, the, you know, YouTube or the um, zoom and what have you. So I'll do silly things. Like I, I work and I, I come home in the evening and it's shortly before bedtime. So it's about a seven minute drive, seven to 10 minute drive, uh, depending on lights. And I'll turn on some tunes lightly. And I tend to just kind of make myself laugh to the beat of the music. And then I, you know, it kind of starts out as like a little bit of a forced or fake or silly laughter that then generally, um, at some point shifts to like, 
it ebbs and flows with real like deep belly laughing at myself and how silly it all is but I really find that helps me because it's it's a great way to for me to decompress after my work day and just like let everything go and then I I'm having that experience shortly before I put myself to bed yeah that's a beautiful practice that is a great way of using laughter and and please know that when I say that you know I use videos and this and that I too have, there are times when I don't want to look at the screen at all. And the most ideal is generating it through yourself, which is what you're doing. And in a playful way. And I love the idea of laughing along with the music. I mean, I'm, I'm noticing at the gym because of my dance background that I'm, I'm working out and I'm doing everything to the rhythm of the music, even when I'm fatigued and where you think my energy would slow down, I'm like, gotta keep the beat. <laughs> and so I'm gonna try your laughter practice today in the car. I'll laugh along with the music because you can definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, and having authentic laughter, playful laughter, surprise yourself laughter, um, it's great. Yeah. And it's, but it's interesting because as we were talking, I was like, oh, well, I suppose I could also just turn like a YouTube or something on in my car, plug it in and just like go along with listening so that I could still hear the laughter coming from other people. Because there is definitely, like you said, something to be said about because everyone has their own kind of unique style of laughing. And then sometimes you find that people kind of laugh in fun, playful, silly ways. And then you hear somebody else's tone of laughter. And that actually makes you really laugh more. So there's oh, definitely, definitely benefits does. to that. Yeah. <laughs> that, I've heard people, many people have said to me, I, I listen to you. I play your videos in my car on the way to work. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're not watching them, I hope. <laughs> they just have it off to the side. I don't even know where their phone is or whatever. So they're not watching it, but they're having my videos play along. And I even had a person say to me, a woman from Canada, say she was at the dentist and the dentist had the television on. And she said, can you shut that off? And she said, well, what else would you like to watch? And she said, Robert Rivers' YouTube laughter video. So the dentist uh, played my laughter video as he was getting worked up. <laughs> what a great place to do that. I could have, that's, yeah, that's what I should have done when I got these braces on my teeth, actually. <laughs> I did play some really um, music that usually really helps calm, calm, you know, bring me into a nice peaceful state, but... Mm -hmm. A little bit of, you know, I could have could have mixed it up with a little laughter for sure. Um, <laughs> I teach a movement class and it's a very gentle movement class that's designed for people in chronic pain or illness who are trying to regain like a, a relationship with their body and movement again in a really positive way. And so I really incorporate for people to like to laugh. And, you know, we so there's sometimes we have like specific movements where we literally laugh the whole time we're doing it. Uh, kind of like a laughter yoga, like, like you would do in a laughter yoga. And sometimes it's more like, Hey, just smile as you're moving, reminding people to smile and breathe. And then sometimes like, Hey, just laugh as you need to, like, say, if you try something and you lose your balance, you just get to laugh at yourself yeah. like whoopsie daisy. And, uh, and it's so true though. Like there's one girl that comes to class and I just literally look forward to hearing her laughter. I love it. And when she's not in class, like I miss her laughter. Oh, I can really, I can really, yeah. there are certain people that just, wow, 
Rampant. Now, here's something if you wanted to include, you certainly don't have to. But there, there are exercise classes that I lead as well, where I go through all the joints of the body, um, bending and flexing, but also making circular motions. Mm-hmm. And when we get to like shoulder raises, I usually do. Now let's do the shoulder giggle laugh. Ready? <laughs> and so my shoulders are bouncing up and down where you do that. And then I usually take it into the shoulder dance where one shoulder's going up and the other one's going down as I'm moving side to side. And I notice no matter what class I'm teaching, even if it's a meditation class and not a laughter class at all, the laughter is welcomed and it feels natural versus we're going to laugh now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because for me, it's about like having this relationship that's playful and silly and fun because, you know, in the world of fitness, there's a lot of things that have gotten to be really serious Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you've been injured or you've been sick or in pain, you can become almost afraid of moving your body in different ways. So creating those really fun, playful associations. Oh, I think it's tremendous. Yeah. It's tremendous. Because if you're doing something playfully and joyfully, yet still with awareness, your body will relax. All the muscles will relax. Yeah. And you'll actually have better balance. I mean, think of... There's a, a Tai Chi walk where you, it's like you're walking on thin ice and you put, you put one step out, heel goes down, then the flat foot, and then you put the weight on it. But you're not doing it in a nervous way. If you notice most people walking on ice in the winter, they're actually tense and they're up. They're bringing their energy up, which could actually make you slip more instead of feeling more rooted and more grounded and relaxed. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. But playfulness yeah. is huge. Enormous. Yeah. And, and also self, um, you know, laughing at yourself. I remember years ago, long before I ever heard of like, laughter yoga, 1980s, I'm in New York, I'm studying mime, and, and I could do something with my right hand, but I couldn't with my left, and I just started laughing. And the teacher said, I realize something about you. Whenever you can't do something, you laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really healthy. I've personally um, experienced that where I used to take my workouts and all that super serious, you know, and then now um, I literally I notice that if I'm trying something and I just can't get my body to do what I'm trying to do, I just crack up. And it's funny because not shortly after I usually am actually able to figure out what I couldn't do a few minutes ago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like I was detached to the outcome and just kind of laughing. And I think that really did kind of relax me and help me get more connected. Well, that reminds me of being attached to the outcome. Like sometimes, especially with balance, there are certain things that I do on one leg. And I noticed that if I use my mimes visualization, you know, from the art of mime, it helps me. Meaning, if I'm just saying I'm going to stand upright, I'm going to be on one leg, I'll have great posture, or even <laughs> I'll say I'm going to be rooted down, my my left leg will be rooted, my right leg will be up, and I'll, you know, or even if I say I know balance is a, a number of um, adjustments and just let the body adjust, but I find I'm at my best when I pretend I'm a puppet and I have... I'm a marionette and I have strings and someone else is lifting the strings in my head and neck and shoulders and even the leg that's up and it's effortless. And just that sense of play 
And lightness allows me to enjoy the balance better. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so awesome. Oh, the benefits of play. <laughs> yeah, the benefits of play and visualization and in positive inner dialogue, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I have another question. Mm -hmm. it, for anyone who's listening and maybe they don't have like a specific laughter practice right now in their life, but they're like, okay, I want to do this. I'm going to incorporate a laughter practice uh, into my life every day. Um, how long do you think it is before somebody would really start to notice the benefits? Hmm. That's a good question. We'll start with the 40-day challenge. Mm -hmm. And... Some initial benefits you will notice right away. Like you could transform your mood in a matter of seconds, right? In a matter of minutes. You could notice that you were feeling tense, angry, something just happened. I can't believe that. You do your session and it's kind of washed away. I can't tell you how many times people have come to my class and said, I came in with a backache, my shoulder, my neck was tight, and it's gone. So some things you will, you will notice the benefit right away. Other benefits okay. you'll notice over time, which may be benefits like things roll off your back a lot easier, like, like uh, um, that you may sleep better. I mean, I've had people come into my class and say, you know, after this class, I, I slept so well the next morning. I've had another person come in and say, the next morning I was dancing around the kitchen. I didn't even know why, and then I remembered the class. And you had another person come in and say, you know, after your class, I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was was right where it should be and, instead of being high. You know, I mean, the real benefits that will come from this. I unfortunately can't give you like, on day three, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this 40-day challenge something it's just like a, a like a, oh, just 40 day, just make a commitment for 40 days, 10 minutes a day? Or is there actually a 40-day challenge for people to follow along with? Uh, well, on my, on my website, I have a, a page laugh along with Robert okay. and it, it describes a little bit about the 40 day challenge. And also there are over 40 laugh along videos and several are just 10, some are 15, some are 20 that people can laugh along with. Uh, but usually after a two day laughter leader training, people are invited to do the 40 day laughter challenge. And some okay. find it easier than others. I mean, I've had people say, I just can't laugh by myself. I'm like, well, have you laughed with a video or a friend? No, I haven't tried that. <laughs> okay. So so make it easy for yourself, just like anything. Why, you know, if you change, like recently I needed to change the way I was eating and exercising. and I did it in a fun way and not in an all or nothing way. You know, do it in a way that helps you. What motivates the the, the little child in you, the teenager in you, the whatever in you, to maybe motivate isn't the right word. What excites you? What brings you joy? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What, um, what other, what types of offerings do you have in a virtual capacity? Cause we know you have your, you have a lot of YouTube videos, which are, are they free? Are they accessible to the public? Yeah. All the YouTube videos yeah. right now are, are free and available. And if you go to my website, actually, if you go to robertrivis.com and you hover over video, then they're more categorized. I have a YouTube channel, but it, it that just will go from the newest to the oldest, oh, the yeah, most right, popular. Right. But on my website, it'll show 
you know, if you're new to laughter yoga, if, if you want to know about the laughter yoga training, there are training videos. If you want to uh, do one minute laugh, I have a page with several one minute laughs. Um, the history of laughter yoga that benefits. I mean, it's all broken down a lot more. RobertRivers.com, hover over video. And then also there you could look at the breathing exercises, meditation, the um, Tai Chi Qigong in the mix. Um, oh, okay. But, do you have Tai Chi and Qigong videos posted? I do. Yeah. Oh, yes. cool. That's awesome. And what other, um, like services or offerings do you have that are in a virtual capacity for anyone listening if there was like maybe you know you said you teach and you do the training or I don't know if you uh, host like private group sessions or just different things like that yes I'm available for right now during the pandemic to do zoom sessions for schools colleges senior centers uh, organizations, groups, and there are some groups that that say, like uh, one DNRS group that said, you know, there are ten of us we'd like to do a six-week program once a week for thirty minutes, and so I'm on my fifth round, I think, of doing that with them. And different people come and go, but they usually have a group of ten or so, and so I do that. I'm I'm a I'm open and available and flexible and adaptable to just about anything on Zoom. Okay, awesome. And um, do people connect with you purely through your website and YouTube, or is there any other ways that they can connect with you? Personally, I find email the easiest because it's um, easier to track. Uh huh. So my my email is rivestnow at gmail.com, R-I-V-E-S-T-N-O-W at gmail.com. Awesome. Of course, there are some people who would prefer to message me through social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram the most, a little bit on Twitter and LinkedIn. Okay. And what is your Instagram handle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll look it up and throw it in the show notes for people who do the instagram yeah i could look it up quickly are you on there frequently or instagram yes yeah okay so awesome. it's just it's just the regular instagram.com slash robert rivest no 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 break in the name gotcha okay and Robert, if you could share one message with the world, what would you feel inspired to share? Well, the main message, I think, is to love yourself, to accept yourself as you are fully and completely, as you are in the present moment, knowing that everyone on earth has ways that they could improve or do things differently or wish they didn't do this or that. As a human being on the planet Earth, it's valuable, I think, to take time to love yourself as you are in the present moment, here now. That's number one. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Because it's so true. Because we all just get so caught up on focusing on what's next. What do we need to do next? How can we be better? How, you know, especially when you're growth minded, and it's all beautiful to be growth minded and 
to always strive for more, but like you said, it is so important. Can we love ourselves all along the way? Mm. Yes. Yeah. And then those ch changes that we make and the choices we make, like how you were just saying you had to change up how you were eating and exercising. When we love ourselves, um, we approach those changes from a, such a different perspective because it's coming from a place of love. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be on the podcast and just chatting with uh, my, me uh, for all the listeners to learn a little bit more about laughter yoga and how they could benefit from it and how they could start to simply incorporate more laughter into their lives. Thank you so much for the invite. I hope it resonates with your listeners. I am sure it will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I also just wanted to say thanks for doing what you do because we need more people who advocate for love and joy and laughter and for what you're doing. You're facilitating this, um, you know, laughter amongst many other things, but then you're spreading that to other people who then spread it to other people. And so it's, um, it's we just, we need more people. We need all of us to be on board with doing things like what you're doing and sharing and spreading that love. Thank you very much, and the same to you. All right, that's a wrap. Did you find yourself laughing along with today's episode? I know I did. I actually really loved the dog joke and might be guilty for having used it a couple times already. <laughs> um, so what's your preferred method of creating more laughter in your life? As Robert said, laughter yoga might not be for everyone, but there are plenty of other ways to create laughter in our lives. It's all about finding what works for each of us. If you have a message that you want to spread or a story that you want to share, please reach out to me. And remember that you will find all of the links from today's episode in the show notes. And until next time, be silly and create a great week. <laughs>